You gonna let this play for a minute. Cut it down a little bit. That's the tycoon, Tom G, 3AM sound. It's called living. Let me tell you that shit phone. They said she gonna leave a nigga cause she toxic sex. Never stand with a nigga. We gonna talk about toxic ass niggas later on in the show. We gonna double back to that whole Drew Sabora Real Housewives of Atlanta shit. We gonna double back. We gonna make that a whole main topic. You feel me? But we gotta get some other shit out there. Other shit out the way first. But I'm fucking with this song. Or they sent it to me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to post it. I'm going to play it on my podcast. And I actually like this song. I actually will fuck around and put it on the playlist. It's very much, it's giving very summer pool party. Short shorts with the cheek eye. Even though we in the ass crack of winter. But it's giving very uh, much spring break. Spring break. Speaking of Spring Bling, I always wanted to go to Spring Bling when I was coming up. We're gonna cut y'all down just a little bit. I used to think Spring Bling was like the raw shit in the world. I wanted to go so bad. It looked it's so damn lit. And then by the time I got of age, that shit was like non-existent no more. I just knew when I turned 18, bitch, I was gonna be at Spring Bling and it just never happened. I used to watch it on TV and it just used to look so super lit. They don't have that no more. Like, where I stay at, we got something called Wild Splash. And that's really, like, the closest thing to Spring Bling. And I only been there once. I went, um, when I was, like, in middle school, we actually got to be on stage with T.I. Who I was there? T.I., Christina Million, um, I think Pretty Ricky. I have pictures from that. I have actual like printout pictures <laughs> because I had the little uh the little the little what you call that shit little camera that you get the film developed I don't even know what the, what we call them shits no more but that was the last time I went to Wild Splash and that's like the closest thing we ever had to spring spring bling I mean it, it be lit but I don't know it's just somebody that got down BET spring bling that shit just used to look like the absolute shit but uh, anyway episode 89 of the cage podcast if you're listening to this you probably listening to it late monday afternoon evening maybe early tuesday y'all know i went to new york over the weekend so i didn't get back till sunday and when i got back sunday i was fucking tired like i did a lot in them two days i ain't even gonna lie because my dumb ass i don't know why i booked a trip for two days that was dumb as hell i should have extended my trip out to monday but nevertheless i did so i had to squeeze everything into friday and saturday but the good thing about it was i got there early friday i got to new york at like 11 30 friday and i ain't even really do no makeup i ain't really do shit like i brought my whole makeup bag i didn't even do it because I just didn't... I, who the fuck I'm trying to impress? Like, I don't know nobody in New York. I ain't go with nobody like who I'm trying to impress. I literally threw on some concealer and was in the streets. So, it was fun. It was a vibe. And I tried to stay out all day 
Friday and Saturday because I just wanted to make the best of it. Um, so yeah, it was. I had a good time. I never seen snow, and it wasn't snowing when I got there, but it had. I guess they got a real bad snowstorm like Monday or uh, Wednesday or Thursday before I got there. So it was snow everywhere. It was snow covering the cars on all the streets, the sidewalks. I almost bust my ass more times than I can count. Cause a bitch is not used to like walking on no slippery ass ice all day. Like, yo, I didn't even know you had to have like special boots or some shit. It was this old black lady in a Jamaican restaurant I went to, and she was like, Mama, you need some, you need snow boots. <laughs> like, this ain't gonna cut it. I, I guess I could, they could tell I wasn't from there. But I had on just like some flat boots. I bought some heels. I wasn't putting on the motherfucking heels. Now that's no. Bitch, no ma'am, I'll be recording this shit from your local hospital up in goddamn New York still. No. I was not finna chance it. I've never experienced snow. And snow is like, it was real pretty. The snow that wasn't like fucked up and nasty and driven all over with dog shit in it. Like the snow that was on top of the trees and the cars and the building, that shit was, it was so pretty. But in the street, when people riding through it, that shit was disgusting. And I ain't know... That snow get hard like that. Like, it actually is hard. I'm trying to walk through this shit. I'm thinking it's soft. Man, that shit was, like, hard. I'm about to bust my ass. I almost bust my ass so many times, like, walking. So, it was it was a mess. But aside from the snow, I had a good time. I have to do that more often. I don't know why this is my first time taking a little solo trip, but... It does not need to be the last. I need to make that shit like a every couple months thing. That shit was refreshing. It was a reset. I felt refreshed as hell. I feel good as hell. So, we're going to run that back. I don't know where I'm going, when I'm going. Oh, I actually have to go to Atlanta in February for like four days. So, that'll be cool. I mean, but you know, I got family in Atlanta. I got cousins. I got homegirls. I got all kind of shit in Atlanta. So, that ain't necessarily a solo trip, but I mean, it's I'm gonna be on the plane by my goddamn self, so it's kind of a solo trip. And I'm probably gonna get me a suite. I could stay with family, but I'm at that age now where I don't be liking to stay with nobody no more, y'all. I ain't trying to be funny. And see, people think you be trying to like you be trying to be funny when you be like, nah, I'm gonna get a room, but. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm getting old. I'm getting cranky. My goddamn bones is brittle. A bitch be want to stretch out with, you feel me? Like, I be want the temperature on what I want it on. A bitch might not want their house that cold or hot. Like, I don't know. I just, I be wanting my own room. And every time I get my own room, especially if I'm somewhere with family, they be like, you can stay with me. Like, why you wasting money on a room? Like, they get offended and... I don't be wanting to offend nobody. It's just, I don't know. Like, if I if I got me a little extra coin in my pocket, I would get me a nice little Trina suite, as we call them. So, I don't know, man. I'll I be, I, that's just me. And I think a lot of this shit really got to do with, like, being an only child. Being my mama only child. I enjoy my fucking company. And I enjoy my space and my own, like, don't get me wrong. I, I love being around my homegirls because I don't see them. I love being around my cousins because I don't really see them. And even my siblings, I hate when people call me when I FaceTime. It never, it, it never fucking.
fails. My phone blow up when I start podcasting. It, I promise y'all, shit never fails. I will call Keith. Keith, I will call you back. But, um, damn, what was I saying? I don't forgot now. I don't know. I can't even remember what I was saying. But, yeah, I like to get my own room. Um, I just, I be needing my little space to, you know, whatever. Do whatever, whatever. Chill out. Come in and leave when I want to. Oh, yeah, I was saying I love seeing my people because I don't see them often. But yet and still, like, when it's time to go to sleep and when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. That's my biggest thing. The best thing ever happened to me was Uber and Lyft. Because, bitch, if I'm at the function and I'm ready to go and I didn't drive, I am your Lyft girl. Miss Mama, I'm calling a, all right, y'all, be easy. Like, I am calling a lift. I'm, that's why I always got to keep my phone charged because I hate being somewhere, and I don't even know how we got here, but we here. That is like my biggest pet peeve. I hate being somewhere, and I'm ready to fucking go, and everybody else ain't ready to go. Bro, that shit grinds my gears, but that's another reason why I like having my own room because... If I'm ready to go and ain't nobody else ready to go, it's like, shit, how am I getting in their house? You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, nah, I, I need to have my own shit. And I could call me an Uber, call me a Lyft, get missed and go back to my room and I can I can chill. You feel me? My social meter then went back down to zero, goddammit. I'm ready to get the fuck from around. So, yeah, that's that's how Atlanta is, is looking. So, I'm going to be the... Uh, in February, I'm gonna see if I can maybe link. I don't know. I want to try to do some work. I want to try to get an interview. I'm gonna be in Atlanta for four days, and I haven't been in Atlanta in a minute, especially not for like four days. So if I can get some work in, I want to. Um, I just don't know where I'm gonna do it because I actually am busy. I got shit to do. I'm not really just going up there for the fuck of it. Um, I gotta go handle some, but like during, it's like three days of handling shit. Then after that, I'm free. And while I'm free, I kind of want to be productive. I want to do something for the pod, something for the business, something for the greater good. Um, it's, uh, it's a few artists that I want to link with while I'm in Atlanta or just a few, it's a, a few artists and an influencer to that I kind of want to link with while I'm in Atlanta. So, I'm going to see if I can make it happen. I know people be busy. Um, and, you know, people be a little... Eh, like, who is this bitch? So, we're going to see. If it comes to fruition, I'll let y'all know. And if it don't, y'all hoes ain't going to know nothing. Um, but aside from that, weekend was love. I hope y'all Monday was love. I'm sorry y'all getting this shit late. I got back from New York and went my ass to sleep. I went to sleep, sleep. I think I slept for like five hours. My flight got in like 1.45. I had to go to my mama's house to get my car. While I was at my mama's house, we decided we wanted wings, ordered wings, had to wait for the wings to get there. My food came. I took my food, went home. So I didn't actually get home till like 3.45. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I slept till like 8, 9 o'clock. Like, bitch, I was out of there. I was so exhausted because when you out of town, 
You don't sleep, especially when you at a short ass trip and you trying to like cram everything in all at one time. So yeah, that's <clears throat> excuse me. What my water? I ain't trying to be coughing and hacking and clearing my throat in y'all ears today. What my damn water? But um, yeah. So I, your girl was tired. Okay, I was tired, but we back. Got the good sis segment going on. We'll get into that later in the show. Want to talk about what everybody else has been talking about. This Asian doll, City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, my God. Before we get there, though, shameless plug. This is not an ad, but, you know, it's a damn good shout-out. Um, y'all, I told y'all about Ocean Beauty. What is Ocean? I told y'all about Ocean Beauty. And I, I told y'all they sent me the, the sauce and the oil, whatever, whatever. So... I've been using the oil. I've been using the oil. And my skin is is trash. Like I have some trash ass skin. Um and she ain't, they ain't tell me to shop them out or nothing like that. But you know, I've been using it, so I wanted to give a little quick update. So the oil, the love goddess oil, that's what's called. Um I am like razor bump prone. I don't shave no more. I don't shave, but I nair. Even when I nair, I get ingrown hairs, razor bumps, all that shit. Never fails. Like, always happens. So, anyway, I nair and use the Love Goddess Oil. And I ain't seen a bump of ingrown hair, nothing. Like, yet. That never happens. Like, y'all have to understand, I have bought expensive ass, um, like, bikini, what is it called? Bikini zone? Like, it's like an aftershave, like, ointment or whatever. And it's supposed to be medicated to prevent razor bumps, period. Bruh. I always get razor bumps and ingrown hairs. Always, 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 always. And for whatever reason, I chose to nair. And I was like, let me just use the, um, let me just moisturize there with it. No bumps, no ingrowns, nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> that shit is crazy to me. So, I'm going to keep using it. Um, when I run out, I'm going to order some. I'm going to support. They sent me that one. And I'm like really fucking with it so when i run out i'm gonna support and i actually with the salt i i was gonna use it and i'm i still want to use it probably still gonna buy some but my homegirl she pregnant and i was like well i ain't got around to using the salt yet so i let her use salt fucking loved it she said she put that shit in like a bubble bath and it was just like super fucking relaxing and therapeutic so I'm fucking with Ocean Beauty. Um, they they shit is the truth. I love it. We love to see it. I like cause you know people send me products and stuff like that, and they may want to know how I feel about it, and the shit may be not the best for me. But I'm not the type of person. I'm not finna get on my podcast or nowhere and be like that shit was trash. I just ain't gonna say nothing about it. You feel me? So, um using a product and like somebody sent me something and it actually like it's really dope and it works really really good 
I fuck with it and I want everybody else to know about it. And you know, it's a black owned business. Support your favorite black owned business. Not expensive at all. Very inexpensive. But I can honestly say this shit is working for me. Um, and that's, I, I wish I could show y'all like my cabinet with so much shit. Like after shades, I don't went to the dermatologist because it's like, it, I stopped shaving. I started nearing. I, I primarily like the wax, but in between wax and I nair, I always get bumps. Like even occasionally when I wax, I get ingrowns and bumps. Nope. Not one, not none. Like none. This is crazy, and it it also helps that this oil smells so fucking good. Like I can just sniff it. Let me. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Ocean Beauty man. I I fuck with it. I can't wait to run out. <laughs> just talk about some more. But really good. I like it. My homie like it. She was like, I was like, okay, use some of this. Use the bath salt and let me know what you think. And a couple hours later, she hit me like, send me the Instagram right now. So, she liked it. She said she had a candle slit. And, you know, it was she, you know, we set the vibes. You know, we we real vibe type of bitches. <laughs> so, we set the whole vibe. It was cool. We love to see it. Shout out to Black Business. Shout out Ocean Beauty. Shout out Rooted. Um, Customs by KD. God damn it. Who else? It's a lot of y'all. Shout out to Kate. She is. And shout out my own damn business. But yeah. Shout with your with your favorite black business man. But the the products over at Ocean Beauty are definitely working. Okay, now let's get into the girls that are fighting. So I was out of town. This is the part that I'm struggling with with having a blog, right? Having my own blog. Because it's one thing to write for blogs, but it's totally different when you got your own shit. I didn't really know what was going on with the girls, like City Girls, JT, none of them. I didn't really find out till actually Rosie hit me up. Shout out to Rosie. From the Rosie perspective, she hit me up and on Twitter and was like, girl, what is this, honey? And I'm like, bitch, I ain't even really, I had seen something here now, but I wasn't really glued to my phone like that. And see, when you are a blogger and you trying to have a blog, or a blog, Instagram, whatever the case may be. You got to be glued to your phone. That is going to be my biggest hurdle. Because I don't really be glued to my phone. I, I ain't going to say I don't be glued to my phone. But I don't be glued to celebrities, um, social media pages like that. Not enough to just. Be constantly reporting, reporting, reporting. Because once I got back and I started looking at the shade room, the neighborhood talk, baller alert, um, gossip of the city, just all the blog pages, they was reporting on them. That whole exchange, and mind you, that shit was like two days. They were so up to date with it. They had every tweet, every live, everything. And they had that shit in chronological order, like... They was reporting on it down to the T. That is my issue. Because for one, it's only one of me. I don't have a team to that I can say, okay, you you monitor JT social media. You monitor Asian Doll. You 
do, you know what I'm saying? You catch all your Miami tweets. Like, I don't have that. It's literally just me. I'm out of town. I'm not catching the tea. I'm not sitting down glued to my phone, like, constantly updating and doing it. And so, that is, like, my biggest issue that I'm facing, trying to have my own blog. I'm not in the position yet to where it's like, okay, I'm finna order a whole bunch of people. I don't have the following yet. So, that's that's the rough part about blogging. Having your own shit. Because y'all know the blogs that I write for, they assign it. I, you know, I write about it, I give it to them, and that be it. But when it's yours, and you the only motherfucker writing for it, you, I done missed two days of, like, I done missed the, most of it. That's why I really didn't report on it, do a full article on it, because by the time I got to it, it was old. News gets old fast. You know what I'm saying? So it was damn near pointless. Like, I threw up some of the tweets that I was able to catch. And then a lot of shit was, a lot of tweet and deleting was going on. You feel me? So I fumbled back with that one. Um, That's why y'all didn't really see me reporting on it. If you follow the Cake Dish T, you ain't really see me saying too much about it because I, shit, I missed the majority of it. But let's get into it, though. I don't have the tweets in front of me. I'm not finna go and try to find all them goddamn tweets. Brief synopsis. Asian Doll went live and played her verse from Megan Thee Stallion's Do It On The Tip. So, originally, it was Megan Thee Stallion and Asian Doll's song. And this particular song, Do It On The Tip, is on the new Megan Thee Stallion album, Good News, right? Y'all follow me so far? Okay. So, Asian went live and played her verse that was taken off of that song. And it was a good verse. You know, she was like, it's probably never going to get played. So, you know, I'm I'm finna play it. Cool. She played it. And at the end, you know, when the song goes, she was like, yeah, Megan played. But, pause. I didn't really get any malice from that. It for me it seemed like you know shit the, the record her verse on the record is never coming out so fuck it I want my fans to hear it and she played it I didn't see anything wrong with that at some point in the mix JT got involved and basically was on some shit like Asian dollars hating on the city girls cause they got on the record and she got taken off that's what i gathered from it that's what it, this it seems like what's happening from all the tweets and shit that's what i gathered and that sparked an entire 48 hour beef and just going back and forth with jt asian dog i mean they was at each other neck asian dog accused jt of fucking p don't believe it not the first time i've heard it still don't believe it um, JT was just saying, you know, Asian Doll can't get a hit. Da 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 da. Asian Doll was saying she let she begged to leave ten seventeen. Y'all know Asian Doll was signed to Gucci Mane, and at one point, Asian Doll said that P from QC was blackballing her, and y'all know P and Gucci Mane are super tight, so. 
I am really curious about that relationship. Fuck all this other shit. I want to know why Asian Doll is being blackballed by QC. That, like, of all the little shit that they was going back and forth about, that's what struck a nerve to me because why would QC be blackballing Asian Doll? Is it at Gucci Mane's urging that her and Gucci have a falling eye? Is it some bad business? That's, that's what my nosy ass want to know. Bitch, I want to know about the business. I don't give a fuck about this other shit, y'all. So, <laughs> so, that was interesting. I seen that little tidbit. So, yeah, man, it was just a nasty, nasty ass back and forth. JT and uh, Young Miami got in it. Of course, she gonna always defend. One thing about them damn city girls, if you think you finna beef with one, you finna beef with both. So, you'll never just beef with JT without Miami and vice versa. It, it's just not working that way. So, it was a nasty back and forth. Then, insert Santana coming to, you know, city girls rescue because that's shit they close. That's the they homies. Then inserts Roland Ray. Roland Ray don't fuck with Santana. He started taking shots at Miami. You know, Miami talking about his disability. He shot back with she need to dig her dead baby daddy up. And it just went from there. And a lot of people was like, Roland Ray went too far talking about her dead baby daddy. Logically, with a clear mind, yeah, sure, he went too far. And logically, with a clear mind, she went too far talking about his disabilities. Logically, if we sitting here talking how we talking, kicking it how we kicking it, having a regular-ass conversation, then yes. Logically, those are really fucked-up things to say about somebody. But you talking about being in an argument. Bitch, this is an argument. I said some shit in an argument that was very, very, very low, nasty, below the belt, period. And that, that don't make it right. But when you is in an argument, a heated ass argument, and somebody that came at you and you just want to come back at their ass even harder, you going to say some foul shit. I'm sorry. That's how the game go. It's not cool. No, it's not cool. That's the same thing with uh, Cupcake. And Sukiana was going back and forth. Y'all know Cupcake dropped How to Rob. And she dissed every female rapper in the industry. And I got a salute to Sukiana for even... Sukiana didn't get on Instagram dissing and all that shit. Sukiana went and got her ass in the booth. And dissed like a rapper with this. And I fuck with that. And a lot of people be like, oh, the new girls don't write. The new girls don't write. No matter who you thought won that rap battle... The fact that Sukiana even went and took her ass in the studio says a lot about her. She take this shit serious, and I fuck with that. Um, but people were saying, because Sukiana said something about Cupcake Mama, and then Cupcake dropped another track just to Sukiana talking about her kids. And then she tweeted, like, fuck them bastards or some shit like that. And people was like, oh, Su- uh, Cupcake went too far saying fuck her kids. But, you know, maybe Cupcake felt like Suki went too far saying... You know, fuck um, you know, fuck her mama, something like that. So it's unfortunately, it's no rules in rap. That's number one. It's no rules in rapping, y'all should know that. And I I find it hilarious that men men been dissing each other on tracks for years and years and years. And nobody's like, oh, they going too far. You know what I'm saying? But women, I guess Women are supposed to be just so dainty and 
I don't know. We we got to come out of that shit because the girls really be rapping their ass off. But, yeah, man, same difference. Um, I don't think nobody went further than the other, basically. Like, I don't think nobody insulted the other more or less. Shit, I think everybody was going at it. But it was just a nasty-ass back and forth. And Asian Doll, at first, before it really popped off, Asian was like, you know, I was mad about being taken off the rec- record, but I got over it. Me and Megan, cool. Then Asian Doll came out and said, her and Megan ain't really been talking like that. Asian Doll is not happy with Megan because this is what really got Asian Doll pissed off. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the relationship between Asian Doll and Megan Thee Stallion, but they cool. Like, they they really cool. When Asian Doll got in her accident, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, flew out to her. Um, when Megan went through her situation getting shot, you know, Asian Doll was there. So, they really, you know, I be kind of skeptical of industry friends sometimes, but it really seemed like they fucked with each other. And then I saw a clip from a minute ago i like when megan was really first starting to get her buzz she performed on either the bet awards or the bet hip-hop awards this was when asian doll was still with 1017 so this was a minute ago and they was on the red carpet they was asking asian doll who she was excited to see she said she was excited to see megan you know she was just really hyping megan like we both from texas so if megan win it's a win for me too like if i win she win like that's my girl whoop de whoop so you know, I really can sense that Asian Doll felt away because JT went her ass on Instagram, went live, and Megan got on the Instagram with the hard eyes. JT was talking shit about Asian Doll on Instagram Live. Megan the Stallion hopped in the Instagram Live and did the hard eyes emoji. That kind of looked like Oh, bitch, you co-signing what JT's saying about Asian Doll. I mean, in retrospect, this shit is very high school, okay? It's it's a whole lot of he said, she said, oh, you her friend and ain't my friend, da da da, da. However, I, I can understand where Asian Doll coming from. And I also understand where Megan coming from. Megan got on it and was like, this has been, you know, it's blown out of proportion. All of this was over a verse. Like, I can't even believe this got this big. I think Asian Doll is mostly pissed off because Megan Thee Stallion commented under JT's live with the heart emoji. So it looked like she was taking a side. Like, oh, but you just, you strictly just taking JT's side on this shit. When JT really didn't have anything to do with it. JT, you know came at Asia doll or whatever here's the thing um as her friend at like as homegirls as friends y'all know me I think a conversation or a text message can solve a lot but that's just me and my logical ass thinking I can't believe I'm 30 minutes in and I'm giving y'all this whole detailed ass breakdown but I feel like that could be really seen as hurtful like Damn, on Asian Doll's part, these bitches is, you know, bashing me. And instead of getting on the, getting on whatever and saying, hey, listen, it was, a, it was a record label call. I didn't want Asian off the track, but City Girls was just the better option for this particular song. But it wasn't no beef. I wasn't trying to 
upset. I wasn't trying to pick a side. I was literally just commenting on the live because JT looked pretty or some shit. I wasn't trying to pick a side. Something. But, you know, it, it, I guess it could be seen as she picked a side. I didn't see it that way. And I can also see Asian Doll being upset for being taken off the record because Asian Doll's verse was really good. But if you've ever heard Do It On The Tilt, then you know that this record is a sexual record. Do It On The Tilt, what you think they're talking about? They're talking about fucking. City girls are, you know, they sexual-ass rappers. That's what they talk about. Even when Asian Doll was went live on Instagram, she was like, you know, City Girls came in talking about, you know, sucking and fucking. I be talking about being bitches ass and getting active. Listen, both things can exist in the same realm. I fuck with both subject matters. But if you got a song called Do It On A Tip, and Asian Doll is not necessarily a Do It On A Tip rapper. She's not necessarily a sexual like hypersexual like that. Asian doll take her little pictures and shit, but when she raps, she sounds like King Von. Honestly, truthfully. So yeah. I could see a record label hearing this song and saying, okay, this is a sexual song about Ryan Dick doing it on the tip. Asian doll is not what we consider sexy and she's pretty she's gorgeous she, you look at her pictures she serving she giving it up she's sexy as fuck on pictures but she you know asian don't want to be seen as that type of rapper just rapping about fucking and the verse is not really all about fucking so i could see a record label making that decision like okay this song is a really sexy song nasty song let's put city girls on it this is their lane that's their lane and i could see you know, Megan, it, it just been a business decision on the record label's behalf. Because, see, record labels want to make money. I don't know a whole, whole lot about the music industry. But what I do know is that they want to get the most out of their investment. They want to maximize that investment. So, if they put all this money behind this album, they want to get the most out of it. Megan Doll featuring, a Megan Thee Stallion featuring... Asian doll on a track called Do It on the Tip may not get the most spins versus Megan Doll featuring City Girls Do It on the Tip. That sounds better. Asian doll be talking about being bitches ass and shooting your motherfucking house up. She don't really be talking about doing it on the tip. I could see Asian doll better on a another track from the album, maybe outside or something like that. Um, I could see Asian doll on that. But also, if I was Asian Doll, I may feel a way because Asian Doll is independent. She been independent since she left 1017. Megan is this super, superstar. Megan Thee Stallion is the superstar. Megan Thee Stallion is getting the Cardi B treatment. I told y'all about the Cardi B treatment a long time ago. She's getting the Cardi B treatment. She's getting the endorsements. She got Revlon. She got Coach. She got Fashion Over. Like, Megan is getting the Cardi B treatment. She is the, the it girl. She is the girl right now. Um, So, for Asian Doll to be on a track with Megan Thee Stallion, whether she admits it or not, would be a really good look for her because she is independent. And that would just, it would, it would look really good for her.
it would have been a really dope look for her. Not on that song, but, you know, I think there was space on the Good News album for Asian Dolls verse. And I'm curious, if that verse didn't get used on the album, could it be used anywhere else? Y'all have to drop down in the comments and let me know, like, could Asian Doll and Megan maybe use that verse on another single? Could Asian Doll go off and give that verse to someone else? Like, how does that work? So, yeah, I, I can see why Asian Doll is upset. But I'm also not mad at Megan. I think the decision to put City Girls on the album instead of Asian Doll to put them on that song was just a business decision, period. It was just a business decision. I, it was not personal. They are friends in real life. It was just a business decision. And sometimes, I, you know, friends don't always understand it. And I really don't even think it was a Megan Thee Stallion decision. I don't see Megan taking her off. I can't see Megan taking Asian Doll off if she asked her to be on. I think that was a label thing. Like, yeah, it sound good, but JT and Young Miami would sound better. That's just my little opinion on that. But it did get nasty. Everybody was putting their two cents in. Listen, guys. You know, I, I am. I'm always on the side of this could have been a text conversation. I don't like airing shit out on social media. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't. But, you know, I guess because it kind of started on social media, they feel like it has to end on social media. So, it is what it is. Asian Doll says she want to beat City Girls' ass. So, I am curious to see what happens when they bump into one another. Whole lot of tweets, man. Twitter fingers was just... Twitter fingers was set ablaze. Whole lot of tweet shit going on. But, yeah. So, that's that on that. I just... I, I don't know. Megan... I love Megan Thee Stallion. Megan can do no wrong to me. But, Megan got a lot of industry friends. And, this goes back to what I said in the very beginning when Megan first came out. I loved the whole drive the boat marketing tactic. I thought that was great. I thought it was smart. I thought it was cute. She pulled up to somebody's show. They drive the boat. She put a liquor in their mouth. That was cool marketing. But then it got to the point I felt like her label was just kind of pushing her off on everybody. Like, oh, you got to be cool with this. Not be cool with them. Like, when she visited French Montana in the hospital, that made no fucking sense to me. He ain't driving the boat from the hospital bed. Like, why is she there? Like, it, it start, you started to see Meg with a lot of industry motherfuckers. And nobody was driving the boat no more. She just out with them. Like, I, I don't like how they did that. I don't like that. I think the it should have been, okay, you're going to pull up, do your drive the boat thing, and that's it. But now, it, it just seemed like they was trying to force her into these fucking circles and so many and like oh you know meg over here doing this oh meg over here with this artist and this and it's like why like it, networking is great that's you gonna make industry friends you gonna make new friends that's i'm not saying that but if you look when megan really first started popping i think what, what maybe around the time big old free was like starting to really gain traction they was putting Megan with every fucking rapper 
singer, just plugging her everywhere, just linking her up with people. And I felt like the label shouldn't have did it because now we have, oh, I don't like what Megan Thee Stallion did. So now we got all these public ass fallouts and it's starting to put a certain image on me that her fan base is turning on her. It's like the same way they did the baby. You know, the, the fan bases are fickle. You feel me? Megan Thee Stallion, she done, she has infiltrated that commercial lane. So it really don't matter because she done, she done touched a whole nother level of fan bases. You got Beyonce on your debut album. Girl, you, you is out of the, Megan is out of the, she done, she has touched a whole nother lane. Girl, it's over with. But I just feel like the fans is starting to turn on her because all this industry shit going on. It's just, it's too much industry shit. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's too much. And I hate to bring Beyonce into shit, but I like my celebrities like Beyonce. Just in the cut. Like, pop out when it's music time. Every now and then, show us your kids. And then you back you back chilling. Beyonce ain't out with every motherfucker. You know what I mean? I just, I don't like how they did that to Megan. I think that set her up for a lot of controversy with motherfuckers. You know, and just unwanted shit that just really takes away from the music. You know what I mean? So, whoo, shy. It was a lot. I, I, I personally... And I know as a blogger, I'm going to have to. I don't get to pick and choose what the fuck I want to write about. But when shit like that be happening, I don't even be feeling like reporting on it. Because it's it's just so much he say, she say, all that internet rapping and tagging it. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's too much. It's too fucking much. But hopefully Asian and Meg can resolve it. You know, Asian said her and Meg ain't really been talking like that she just said it was trying to save face i hope they can make this up because i'm with megan this shit was blown out of proportion all of this over a verse and i can't even really fault asian doll because all she did was play her verse so maybe there was like some underlying sneak distance shit between her and city girls that made jt respond i don't know I don't know, y'all. It's a mess. It's all one big-ass shit show. And to me, it seems like it's calmed down a little bit. So, hopefully it's over. I'm hoping that we ain't got to hear about this shit no more. <laughs> okay? So, let's just hope it's over. Who else? What What else went on in the world while I was sightseeing being a goddamn tourist? Twitter talking about they got superpowers. Black Twitter is that girl. Black Twitter leads the movement with everything. Black Twitter sparked one female's tweets about the planets aligning and black people getting superpowers and being more in tune with their spiritual self and da 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 Sparked this whole movement of black people gaining superpowers on December 21st. And it has been the funniest 24 hours on Twitter that we done seen in a minute. I fuck with it. I love it. I love when black Twitter get into this bag. 
and they just take some shit and run with it all fucking day because the jokes are hilarious. Okay, the, I I just I love it. I Black Twitter. One day there needs to be a documentary on the impact and like some of Black Twitter's most impactful moments and how it drove the culture forward. I honestly think that's documentary worthy. I truly do. So y'all had my ass cracking up the fucking jokes I done bookmarked and saved and retweet like y'all done had me laughing literally literally all day so I thank you for that y'all also had me laughing about these goddamn $600 stimulus checks let me tell you how much the government don't give a fuck do not give a fuck about you them people sat up there and deliberated all them months since the last stimulus check, $1,200, and they came up with a $600 payment to give people who have been laid off, furloughed, have kids, ain't paid rent in months, don't know what the fuck they gonna do, they gave y'all $600 to survive on. My mouth hit the flow. Like, the $1,200 was a fucking joke. Y'all giving people $600 hundred dollars who ain't had a paycheck in fucking months and rent is not canceled by the way rent is just delayed the rents are just being fucking delayed but that shit is piling up so if you ain't paid your rent and goddamn let's just say six months what the fuck is six hundred dollars going to do for you i am grateful is fuck and i i have taken for granted at times how blessed i am and my family is to still have a job during this fuck shit that shit is a blessing bro to still be getting paid still have a roof over your head when the news about that little petty ass 600 stimulus came out i was seeing people on twitter saying they done had to move two, three times during this goddamn pandemic because they done lost their damn jobs. People done lost houses. Like, people have lost so much shit fucking with this pandemic, bro. I cannot imagine. I've never been unemployed completely. Not as an adult. I was unemployed, like, right after high school. That was the last time I done been unemployed. I didn't even have like my hours cut at a job, but I was still getting a fucking paycheck for something while I look for something better. Like I cannot imagine waking up and not getting a paycheck. That is, that shit's sad to me, bro. That is so freaking sad. Like it just, it grinds my gears to even think about it. When I look at other countries, and I don't have them in my hand off the top. But I look at other countries who have literally given their people a lump sum of money every month to stay home so this shit won't spread. So they literally won't get fucking sick to stay home and pay their goddamn bills while they try to get this shit under control. So we know that it can be done. Hell, the NBA did a phenomenal job with the bubble. Like, how in the fuck is the basketball, the NBA, doing a better job 
at stopping the fucking spread of COVID-19 in the goddamn country and the government. It is a spit in the face to give people struggling like they struggling $600 one time. Y'all ain't even saying $600 a month. If y'all was doing $600 a month, okay, maybe. I don't know where, I don't know how, but maybe a motherfucker could room with a motherfucker and pay $200 a month for a room or find a super small ass studio apartment or rent a room somewhere or something for 250 a month. Maybe. Okay. If y'all was giving people $600 a month, but $600 for one time, what the fuck are they? That is that that don't even touch my rent. I can't imagine that don't touch no $600 ain't touching nobody rent that I know. I don't know nobody where $600 could really help them. I ain't even gonna lie. Six hundred. I could spend six hundred dollars on one bill, one of my motherfucking bills. And y'all giving this shit to people who is really doing fucking bad out here. I'm grateful, bro. I, like the shit makes me grateful. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my side hustles because I don't know what I would do. If I got furloughed, laid off, or what? All I know to do is fucking hustle. I have to go out there. Bitch, I be running for every blog known to man. I be running for blogs, driving for live, doing all sorts of shit because I can't wrap my mind around that. But the fucking gag is they giving corporations, million, billion dollar companies are getting millions and millions of dollars in relief. I'm sick to my stomach. I think they said by the time they give everybody eligible the little petty ass $600, it's going to be something like $500 million left or some shit like that. All that shit is going to big companies and millionaires. Why the fuck do they need bailing out? It literally makes no fucking sense. When you think about it, it makes no sense. I think they said like Kanye got four million. What the fuck Kanye need with an extra four million dollars? Kanye is a fucking billionaire. He can afford to pay all of his employees out of pocket during this shit and still be good. Like I'm sick. I am sick to my fucking stomach. Like I understand now why motherfuckers leave the United States and don't come back. I understand why bitches move out of the country completely. I get it. Totally get it. I get why people leave this shithole. That is so fucking sad to me. And y'all bitches who voted on it. Hold on. Can I pull up my facts real quick? Well, fuck it. I don't know. The, the Congress or whoever the fuck voted on it. Y'all bitches get paid so much money. To sit there and make these bullshit decisions. And that's what the fuck y'all came up with. Y'all could literally give people a thousand dollars a month. Easily. Y'all could have been giving every single person. I ain't even gonna say every person. But I'm gonna say everybody that's laid off. Everybody that's laid off. Everybody that's been furloughed. And ain't worked. Should have got an instant. At minimum thousand dollars a month period until they get another motherfucking job 
not with not the unemployment system aside from unemployment aside from all these raggedy ass stipulations y'all put on the bitch to get the little petty ass money any goddamn way everybody who lost their fucking job should have got a thousand dollars period period everybody who was furloughed should have got a thousand dollars a month at minimum bitch that's on the low end hoe the fuck a bitch what the fuck a bitch with four kids and laid off her goddamn job gonna do with six hundred dollars anybody get down in my fucking comments right now and tell me somebody got to clear me somebody got to let me know what is a bitch with kids or mortgage or car notes groceries to buy insurance to pay light bills what the fuck she gonna do with six hundred dollars i'm curious i'm so curious i'm curious and you know what this is why motherfuckers been scamming all covid this whole pandemic motherfuckers been scamming 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 everybody doing fraud i don't blame you run it up this government don't give a fuck about you they obviously got money to to bullshit with obviously got all this money to bullshit we're supposed to be like one of the richest countries in the goddamn world and this is what the fuck they do run it up run they goddamn pockets dry scam till you can't scam no more i don't care because that is ridiculous i've never heard of such fuck shit i thought the 1200 dollars was insulting because i spent that shit on bills rather quick but the 600 dollars is literally a slap in the face and i just i can't even wrap my mind around the logic there's no fucking logic behind it it's no logic behind it so my heart just goes out to anybody struggling during this fucking pandemic um i i can't imagine what the fuck you going through and i'm sorry that the government don't give a fuck government don't give a fuck about none of us really I mean, and even the people, those of us who are fortunate enough to still have a job, we walking on pins and needles around this motherfucker because, yeah, okay, we might be essential, but you you never know. Shit might get tight and the motherfucker might deem you not essential. You just, you never know. I hate this. I'm happy that the vaccine is here so bitches can start taking it and these cases can go down. I personally won't be taking it no time soon. I ain't going to say never, but no time soon. But I'm glad that people will. And now they're saying it's like a new strain from Europe of the COVID-19. It's just, it's a mess. It's all, um, the handling of this pandemic, that can be another um, documentary. The way that the United States handled this pandemic was disgusting. It was disgusting. And it's all because y'all voted motherfucker that orange face, toupee, bad lace front wearing bitch in the office. With his big wide hip ass. Big bad body bitch. That's why this shit is such a goddamn shit show. Because y'all motherfucking president. Period. That's who y'all voted in goddamn office. Motherfucker who ain't even believe that this shit was real. When it first struck. I can't be bothered. I can't. I can't. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Let me get off government shit. Because I'm fucking around and get pissed off. Um, so before we get into the good sis segment, I want to talk a little bit more about this Drew Sedora. Is her name Sedora or Sabora? I feel like I'm pronouncing, pronouncing sis name. Sedora. We talked about it last episode where, you know, her husband 
disappeared and didn't tell her where he was at. And so it became like a whole social media question. Like when you're married, are you expected for your husband to tell you where the fuck he going? Yes. Just like the, I I feel like if you married, you signed up for that partnership bullshit. So the answer is yes. And maybe married folk got destroyed in me. Right. What grounds is it for a nigga to disappear from your house for four days and still be alive? I would feel like a nigga need to be dead in jail if you disappear for four days. You ain't finna walk back in my fucking house. Where were you for four days? You was barely answering the phone. You wasn't responding to text messages, nothing. You being secretive as fuck. You at an unknown location or a weird, odd-ass location. I, it don't take a lot to know when a nigga cheating. That nigga is cheating. That nigga has a side bitch all up and through Temple. But see, a bitch like me, stay your motherfucking ass in Temple. That, maybe that's why I'm not married. And that's why I be really needing married folks to come in and talk to me. And tell me what's normal and what's not. Because a bitch disappeared from my house for three, four days. Ain't picking up the phone. Ain't testing back. Won't tell me where he even at. And when he finally tells me where he at, you are hours away from home in a place where you don't know nobody. And you telling me that you just went there to clear your mind, but why you couldn't answer the phone or just text me and say, I'm here. Like, it doesn't make motherfucking sense. A nigga shit would have been packed, packed. Divorce papers would have been drawn up. And I, I think that's why I'm not fucking married. And I ain't had a man in so long because I will leave a bitch quick. Quick, quick. I, I don't want to stick around for no fucking explanation because whatever you finna tell me is a lie. You finna lie. Nigga disappear on your ass for three days. Don't call, don't text, don't FaceTime, no shit. You can't even text back and say, listen, I had to go somewhere. I had to clear my mind. I'm a beater. Something. I'm I'm not with the shits. And maybe that's why I'm going to never be married. That's why I, I might not never have kids. Because that marriage shit, bro, that shit seemed like a lot. And then if you got kids and you, you know, I guess people feel like they can't really leave because they don't want to leave for the kids. Listen, here's here's the thing. Bitch like me, I don't give a fuck. But I damn damn don't want to say fuck them kids. But I'm just not finna be nowhere where I'm not happy because everybody wanna be like one person household, one person household. I would I grew up in a one person household. My mama raised me. My daddy was around the corner with his other wife. With his wife. If my parents would have stayed together. Who knows the type of arguing and bickering and shit that they would have... Like, who knows the shit that they would have been saying to each other and shit in front of me. Like, one day y'all really got to acknowledge that this two-person household shit can be just as toxic, if not more toxic, than a motherfucking one-person household. Because I know some bitches who grew up in two-parent household and they fucked up for life. They had a fucked-up-ass parent. They had two fucked up ass parents doing a whole lot of fucked up shit to them or in front of them. So, bitch, that shit could be just as bad as a one person household. That's why it'll be like, listen, 
And, and again, I don't know. I'm not married. Lord knows I'm not married. And at the rate my ass going, I don't know if I ever be goddamn married. But bitch, we could co-parent. Get the fuck out my house. And that's just period. Like, I could raise these kids by myself. You could come get them. We don't even need no custody agreement. If you a good-ass daddy and you been doing what you're supposed to do, you been, you know, doing your part as far as financially for the kids and shit like that, we don't got to deal with child support. We ain't got to deal with no judge dictating visitation. Come get your kids whenever you want them. Long as you taking care of them and doing your part with school clothes and all that shit, child care, doing, the, doing your financial part, we're good in that dynamic. But, bitch, I'm not finna be nowhere happy just for the sake of, damn, me and this nigga got kids together. Bitch, suck my whole dick. I'm getting the fuck from around you, okay? I'm getting, I'm getting the fuck from around this. And so, maybe when niggas do shit, like, disappear for three, four days at a time, maybe that's just, like, a factor in why women just don't want to leave. Like, I don't know Drew Sedora's situation, so... I don't want to speak too, too much on it, but I'm just judging the shit off of what we seen happen in a way that that nigga was like, just not giving her straight answers at all. That is my pet fucking peeve. If I ask you a question, answer that bitch directly. Do not dance around my goddamn question. If I ask you a question, don't fire back with a question. Answer my fucking question. See, and that's, a, that's the thing. I will leave because of shit like that. I would be like, fuck it, I'm out of here because of shit like that. That's why I'm scared to be married because I feel like at the slightest goddamn thing, bitch, I'm 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 done with it. I'm done with it. You're not finna sit here and play on my goddamn intelligence. Nigga be gone for three days. Nigga done already said how hard it is to take care of you. You got a fucked up ledge. I got a two-year-old. That man got a bitch. Stop playing. He got a bitch. He might even have a nigga. But he got somebody. He was off relaxing with somebody. Getting away from you and the motherfucking kids. Like, I, oh, oh, God. It, wives look like it's a lot. You got to push out kids. You got to take care of kids. You got to take care of your husband. Niggas don't understand the, the concept of postpartum. They don't understand if your body don't bounce back like it's supposed to. Women are just supposed to take all that shit. It's too much. It's too much. So it was that whole conversation on social media of what are you doing if your nigga leave for three days? And don't tell you where he at. Don't tell you where he was going. Da, da, da. Even with women. Niggas. Men. If your lady walk out your house, y'all live together, y'all married, engaged, whatever. Even if y'all boyfriend and girlfriend and y'all stand together. She walk out your house for three, four days. Don't return your phone calls. Don't tell you where she at. Nothing. You got the right to to, to tell a bitch it's over. This shit ain't one-sided. You feel me? So I just, in that situation, me personally, I would have I, I been out in that nigga house. Nigga would have came back. Bitch, I, I be standing at my damn mama house with my kids. Or be looking for me apartment somewhere. Not doing it. I'm just, I'm not with the shits. And Lord, I just think, when I look at shit like that, it's, it deters me so much from even wanting to be married. 
That shit is a complete turn off. Want to be married, have a family, all of that shit. All of it. Because you just never know. Like, Drew Sedora, she's a pretty lady. I ain't, you know, I'm not saying nothing wrong with her, but you know, she done pushed out two kids. She might not be, she knows she's not the same size she was when she was on uh, that show, The Game or whatever. So, I don't know. I just be thinking about shit like that. Like, Nick, because niggas be thinking about shit like that. Niggas, I, I've been in the presence of men who now said, like, they not attracted to their bitch no more. Their bitch done fell off after them kids. She done gained weight, breastfeeding, titties ain't sitting how they used to. Like, I done been in the presence of niggas who say they they laid it and let themselves go. And that's why they went and cheated. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because niggas let themselves go. <laughs> niggas be gaining fucking weight. Get the, you meet a nigga, he got a six-pack. Y'all four years in, this nigga done, he ain't going to the gym like he used to. Bro, got the, the, the beer belly going. He got the dad by but yet and still, you got to be the goddamn video bits and freak, chef, maid. Like, y'all really turned me off from marriage. I ain't even going to cap. Y'all make this single life shit that I got going on look like a cakewalk. I don't want it if it's all that. Bitch, I got to go through all that just for the sake of saying I'm married to a bitch. Child, please. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I need some married people to talk to me, talk some sense into me. Cause at the rate it's going, I said I'm I'm gonna seriously look into the adoption process in my thirties. And I think that's just gonna be my life. I think I'ma adopt a kid and me and my raise my kid. I really think that. Hire a fucking nanny. Me, my kid, my nanny. Like, that's what I see for my life. I don't, when I picture parenthood, I honestly do not even see a man. And maybe it's just because of the shit that I done been through with niggas. Or, I don't know. I, I just, I see my mama do it on her own. And I don't promote single parenthood. I don't feel like when, a, you know, a nigga lay down and have a baby. And then, oh, he don't want he don't want the woman no more. I feel like that's wrong as fuck. But at the same time, like I don't see me getting married to nobody either. So it's like, well, fuck it. Ain't no nigga leave me with a baby. Shit, I chose to become a mom and adopt a baby, and this is the way I'm going about it. But I just when I look at my life in a couple years. I just, I see kids, may, I see a child, I'm not plural, singular, I see a kid, but I don't see multiple kids, I don't see a husband, nowhere in the equation, I don't see it, I see me and my kid, and I'm not gonna do it until I'm in a position to give my kid a really, 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 really good life, my mama gave me a really good life, so I want to be able to take my kid on trips. I want to be able to take my kid overseas. I want to be able to just do a whole lot of shit for my kid. I want to be able to be in a position where I got a big enough house that my kid can stay at my house all through all through college. 
or trade school or beauty school, whatever they choose to do when they graduate high school. Like you ain't never got to leave this bitch as long as you doing something. Like I want to be in that type of position. You feel me? I, I don't see a dad in it though. I don't, I don't, I don't see a husband. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see me pregnant from a man. Like I see me being a mother, but just not pregnant from a man. I don't see it. I don't, I don't want one of these fuck niggas to impregnate me and then leave me. Fuck that. No, I can, let me just do that off the gate. Let me, let me be a mama by myself off the gate. I don't need no fuck nigga coming in. I'm on a rant right now. Y'all gotta forgive me. But I don't need no fuck nigga coming in selling me dreams, get me pregnant just to dip. No, bitch. I'ma do this shit first quarter by my goddamn self. So that's what I've really been on. I've really been researching adoption and even surrogacy, just all of that shit. I just that's the type of time I'm on. A lot of people don't agree with it, especially adoption. A lot of people do not agree with it. They like you. You don't know what you're getting and why would you want someone else's kid? First of all, it's a lot of kids in the system, okay? And if everybody had that attitude, like, why would I want somebody else's kid? It would be even more overrun with children than it already is. Like, if you're adopting somebody, you're literally helping. You're helping a child. Like, you're taking a child out of the system. I don't even have to get a a kid that's, like, fresh out of the womb. I'll take, like, a two, three, four-year-old. Shit, maybe even a five-year-old. Like, I will adopt a little kid. I will. It don't have to be fresh out the womb. But when you adopt them, bro, like, you're putting something back into the world. You know, like, you providing a home for a child that's in need. Shit, when you pregnant, you don't know how your baby gonna come out. People be saying, oh, the baby healthy, the baby healthy. Your baby come out with all kind of shit wrong with them. So you never know what you're gonna get with your child, no matter what. No matter if you, you know, have your baby natural surrogacy or whatever, you never fucking know. So I think that's kind of ignorant to say, especially to a bitch like me who's hell-bent on adoption. Um, And then, you know, when you adopt one child... It's one less child in the system, and it gives other kids, you know, chances at going to good homes and shit like that. So it's, you know, it's helping the world. Like I'm, I'm with all of that shit, and I can't wait to really be in a position to start the process. Um, right now I'm grinding a little too hard. I got a one too many side hustles going on. I'm writing for too many people. Like, I'm hustling. I'm trying to get my money up. That's all I've been doing is running my money up. So, right now, it's not time. But that's my wave. And I hate when I tell men that. Like, yeah, you know, I'm interested. Because niggas be like, you ain't got kids? No, I ain't got kids. And they ask, they ask dumb shit like, why? Like, bitch. It's just, it's so dumb to me. And then when I say that I'm going to adopt... They look at me crazy, like, ew, like, adopt, why? You could just have your own baby. Bitch, if I wanted to, I would have. Like, ooh, in my mouth, Lord. I be want to get active with y'all motherfuckers sometimes, for real, for real. Like, I be want to tell y'all ass the fuck off, like, bitch, who is you talking to? Ew, fuck, nigga, don't fuck with me. Like, that's another reason why I'm single, because that's not attractive. That's not attractive to pop off like that. That's what I... <sighs> Mm-mm-mm.
<laughs> that's not attractive. And I'll be having to tell myself, P, that's not attractive. It's not, a, you know, because I, I, I don't like to get in my fuck, nigga, fuck you. I don't need you. Get the fuck out my face bag. That's not the way to keep a man. But um, y'all do be having me fucked up sometimes when I tell y'all about that adoption shit. And niggas always do that. Like, niggas swear they want to get to know you. Well, bitch, that is getting to know me. Getting to know me is asking me about my future plans and shit like that. Then I tell you my future plans, and it's like, ew, ooh, like, bitch, you don't have to fuck with me or raise my kid, you know? So, I don't know. That's my rant. <laughs> That's my rant for today, honey. I know I went off on a whole ass tangent, but for real, y'all really be having a bitch fucked up sometimes. I ain't even gonna count. But um yeah that that whole Drew Sador I haven't watched the um the new episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta I'm gonna probably watch it when I get off the line with y'all and see how her and her husband is doing that's really the only thing I'm tuning in for this season they trying to push this whole Tanya and Portia threesome storyline I don't give a fuck about that I want to know what's been going with Drew and her man period so let me know what y'all think about that. We could have a little dialogue about that. Um, now, aside from that, because that was my missing topic, let's go ahead and get into the good sis segment. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Because, damn it, this might be another rant. So, this young lady has been missing since March 2018. So, a little over two years. Coming up on three years. Actually, Ebony Giddens. Um, she was last seen in Columbus, Georgia. Oh my god. This this one is it's very scary. Um, hold on y'all. Okay. So according to her brother, she got into an altercation with her boyfriend um right before she disappeared. And her family feels like that has something to do with it. The boyfriend was arrested, like, right before she went missing. Because she went missing on March 12th. He went to jail on March 10th. Well, I think she was reported missing on March 12th. He went to jail on March 10th for assaulting her. And he was released on bond the same day. Now, I found this article... And it says March 12th was the day she was last heard from alive. So, March 12th is the last day that she was heard from. Her boyfriend went to jail for assaulting her on March 10th and he got out the same day. So, the family feels like he had something. Like, when he got out of jail, he went and killed her. Um. So, I'm just trying to find... I'm trying to kind of zoom through this article a little bit. So her family last spoke to her on the night of March 12th. Ebony's brother went to her house to pick up her son from for school the following morning. And she was gone. Nobody seen her. Um, nobody heard from her then. They say, you know, she loves her kids. She got three sons. Three little boys right now is without their mama. 
Like, let that shit marinate. Let that sink in. Imagine yourself being a little boy. You know what I'm saying? Your mama just disappeared at night and you don't know what happened to her. Like, imagine that. I can't. You know, we have enough little black boys growing up in the world becoming angry men and holding in all their feelings because they don't went through a lot of shit in their younger days. So I cannot imagine what those three kids are going through. Um, And from all accounts, she loves her mama. Loves her mama. I mean, love, well, loves her mama, yes, but she, I meant to say she loves her kids. So, so far, the boyfriend is not facing any charges related to her disappearance. And I think that's unfortunate. Um, She has been gone for two years. This family has been grieving and trying to raise these three little boys for two years. And this fuck nigga, I think he's out of jail. Let me see. He's currently... It say he's convicted of other violent charges against her. But the missing persons case is still open. So, I'm not sure if he's in jail. But if he was convicted of violent charges against her, he was convicted of assault... He was arrested for assaulting her two days before she went missing. I'm not understanding. Who's not doing their job? Where did this bitch put her? It's like painfully obvious. And I have never heard of her before. And it's so sad because, and I I always say this, but these missing black women, like, this shit should be all over the news. A mother of three disappears after talking to her family. And her ex-boyfriend just went to jail her boyfriend just went to jail for assaulting her two days before she went missing. And they let that bitch out the same day. That be the problem. They don't take assaults against women, particularly black women. They don't even take that shit serious because why the fuck y'all let that bitch out? Y'all should let that motherfucker sit at least to his damn court there. That girl probably still be here with her goddamn kids. And then what type of fuck nigga do you got to be to take a mother away from her children because why? Because the bitch broke up with you. Because your ass can't handle rejection. Like y'all fuck niggas be real fragile on the inside, but want to put y'all motherfucking hands on a bitch. I will kill a bitch son. Had that shit on record. I'm not fucking playing. I'm not playing with you. If I can get to a fucking weapon, my weapon is over for you. Don't put your fucking hands on me because I'm not gonna put my hands on you. I don't like that. I don't like that shit. I don't glorify it. Nobody need to put their hands on nobody. Don't put your hands on me. Do not put your hands on me. I will. Sh- I'm gonna shoot first, and I'm gonna deal with the consequences later. Don't. Do not put. Keep your fucking hands to yourself, y'all niggas. Do not keep y'all hands to yourselves. Y'all don't. That's fucked up. That man put his hands on this goddamn girl. His ass should have sat into that fucking court. Thing. But y'all let this bitch out, and this lady ain't been seen since. What type of fuck shit is that? And this nigga, I, I don't see nothing about him being in jail. So he's still walking around free. Y'all got to do something better than that. Y'all have to do something better than that. And if y'all going to let these men out 
of jail after they just assaulted a bitch. So now they even more mad that a bitch done put them in jail. Y'all need to do something to protect these women. Period. Y'all done let this fuck nigga out of jail. Y'all think he ain't finna go after the girl who called the police on his ass, put him in jail? Hell no. Of course he going after her. Because she probably going to testify against his ass at the trial. All kind of shit. Yes, he's going after her. And these the type of fuck niggas that y'all be letting free. So if y'all going to let them free, y'all should have set y'all asses in front of that girl house. Y'all need to start putting goddamn police officers. If y'all insist on uh, allowing these goddamn abusers immediately out of jail after they done beat on these goddamn women... Y'all need to be posted up in front of these women's house. Uh, that little piece of paper, that little restraining order shit, I don't know if she had one or not, but that shit don't hold no weight for real. That is a piece of fucking paper that says you need to stay away from them. Bitch gonna come around you. You ain't even gonna have, by the time some shit happen, you ain't even gonna have time to call 911 and say, this bitch is here. It's gonna be too late. The whole restraining order system is fucked. It's fucked. That whole system is flawed and been flawed for years. It's it's literally a piece of paper. Y'all do nothing more to protect these women. And then it's hard to get. Like, you gotta prove that a nigga done beat your ass and all kind of shit. Like, they're not that easy to even obtain. I don't like that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sick about that. Because, you know, you hear shit like that, and it also deters you from dating. Because you don't know what type of, you know, you don't know how these niggas really be once y'all been together for a while. You just never, you never, you just never know people. Like, you gotta piss somebody off to know the real them. Go out of town to know the real them. Speak to another man in front of them if you want to know the real them. You know what I'm saying? You you never know with people, bro. You just, you never know. You never know what type of demons and shit people be battling and they take out on, they're, they're going to take it out on you. So my heart aches for Ebony. I'm so sorry too, Ebony. I pray to God that they can find her. I pray that the fuck nigga find it in his heart to tell the family where this girl is at. Because she don't deserve that. If you don't do it for nobody else, do it for them three little boys. You know? They are looking for their mom. Do it for them. The family don't believe she's alive no more. I don't, you know, it, she probably ain't. And that's so, that's so sad. That's so sad that you niggas just feel like, oh, I could just take a life and it's cool. It's not cool, bruh. Just because a bitch don't want you or something like that, learn to leave. Walk the fuck away. It's okay. Get over it. Get the fuck over it. But Ebony Giddens is her name. We got to say her name like we say all of these missing black women's names. Because it could be any one of us at any given time. Never forget that. It could be any one of us. You know, we out here, we dating, we doing whatever, whatever. Any one of us could fall victim to... A ex to just a deranged motherfucker. Just a sick motherfucker. We all can fall victim to that shit. Um, and unfortunately, as black women, they ain't really going to be checking for us 
in a way that they should. So keep that shit in mind. Just don't never feel like it can't happen to you. That's why I don't I don't take when I talk about missing black women, I do not take that shit lightly because shit could be me. My sisters, my niece, my mama, my aunties, you know, anybody. So I just my sisters, I, I don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. So we're gonna post her. We're gonna keep that that whole family, her kids, you know, her mom, just everybody uplifted for Ebony because whatever the fuck went on, Ebony did not deserve none of that shit. Ebony deserved a whole lot more protection than what the fuck y'all gave her. Y'all let this girl abuse her out of jail the same fucking day he went to jail for abusing her. We ain't seen her goddamn since. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all motherfucking self. Whole lot of blood on these people's hands. I promise it's a whole lot of blood on the whole justice system hands when shit like this happen. Honestly, truthfully. Y'all, that's all I got. I done talked to y'all for almost an hour and 30 that's all I got. Um, shout out to Lil Durk. He put a new song out. Lil Durk is, you know, he's back. He's subtle. The song is called Backdoor. I love it. I done listened to it a hundred times. Um, I like how he got Vaughn, like, ad-libs in the back. I fuck with it. You know, I think Durk is... I think Durk, it's gonna be like a, a, a minute. And I know we already talked about music. But I think for Lil Durk, it's gonna be a while before he he really talks to us about King Von and like really, really, really opens up in the song about King Von. Like he had the hat that said V Roy on there. He did the hashtag do it for Von. Like I, I know we got that, but I, I think it's going to be a minute before Dirk sit down and does an interview about King Von or really like pours his heart out into a song strictly and only about King Von. I think it's going to be a while. I really do. I really, really, really do. But shout out to him for even, you know, trying to push through and, you know, work again and just try to put some shit out for his fans. I fuck with it. I know it's like a tough time for him and, you know, everybody that's mourning King Von still. So we still praying for him. Um, I think that's it, guys. I think that's it, honey. Y'all hoes ain't got an hour, 30 minute podcast out of me in a minute. We've been getting, I've been giving you hoes 38 minutes here, 45 there. Y'all hoes ain't got this kind of podcast for me in a minute, child. Be grateful, bitch, because y'all ain't getting it again. <laughs> I'm just playing. Y'all might get it. Y'all might get these. Every now and then, you know, I be having a lot of shit to talk about. A lot of shit be on my mind sometimes. So, every now and then, I get into my um long-winded bag. And I be having some shit to talk to you hoes about. But I'm finna get in here, work out, eat a little bit, then work out. I'm, again, I'm sorry that the podcast is late on a Monday. Forgive me. Y'all know your girl is a little rough around the edges. I'm trying, child. I'm trying. But episode 89, let me play this track one more time for y'all. Because I said I was going to fuck with the track on my podcast. So, I'm going to go ahead and let this be the outro. Okay. Um, The Tycoons, Tom G, and 3 a.m. sound is called Living. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all vibe out to this. I'm gone. I'm going to see y'all girls on Friday. Follow me on the Kate Dish Podcast, Kate Dish Tea. 
um caked brand caked up dripped out all my instagram handles you catch up with me at any one of them all right so let's go ahead play the song you can click off now you can listen to it you can find it's called living tycoons tom g 3am sound okay here we go Oh, wow. 